Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hey guys, it's Dawn. I want to share some mini episodes with you each week to give you some bite-sized insights into how to heal, new ways to think, truth bombs, choices you can make for yourself. I want to encourage you on your healing journey. I want to help you to see through these beautiful shares more of the truth and give you even more inspiration to heal. I believe in you. You can do this. So here is one of our mini episodes I hope it's helpful. Take a listen. I started to date and when you start dating, you kind of, you know, just want to be with your boyfriend or you want to go hang out with your friends and you want to kind of not be around your mother as much. And I think my mom started to feel some abandonment issues there and she would start lashing out in ways such as I remember one time she didn't believe where I was going. So she showed up to the location where I was and told me to go home, even though I was where I was supposed to be. She just was, there was a lack of trust. There was a lack of communication. She just started, I think she started to feel that I was pulling away as a child. And, you know, that's what teenagers are supposed to do. They're supposed to grow and it's the last phase of childhood. And I think it was difficult for her to see her daughter growing up and doing things that adults or I wasn't an adult yet, but I was, you know, well on my way to becoming more independent. And she, her, her behavior became increasingly more volatile, paranoid, insecure. And the way that she treated me was, 
was pretty bad. It was not good. And she had a husband at the time who was my stepdad. And we left living there when I was around 16 and went to live with my grandparents again. And my mom was living with my grandparents as well. And that was around the time where I decided I didn't want to live with my mother anymore. I was done. She relied heavily on me during that time for emotional support. And I was obviously a child and I didn't know at the time what, what that was called or how to put a label on it, but it was parentification. I was being parentified by my mother and being told things and confidence that I probably shouldn't have been told and relied on for emotional support and that kind of thing. And so I finally had it. I was done. I didn't want to live with her anymore. She was unstable at that time. And I decided to go live with my dad. And when I did that, our relationship became increasingly worse because I was pulling further and further away from her. It felt like I was her parent and she was my child, even though at the time I didn't know what it felt like to be a parent, but I felt like I was the stronger person emotionally. And she relied heavily on me to be able to kind of be her confidant. And it felt very unsafe though. It felt very scary. And she would do things and I would be like, mom, don't do that because it's not good for you. And you know, no child should be put in that situation to where you'll, you have to be parenting your mother, especially as she was going through another divorce, her second divorce. And it seemed like, you know, going through a divorce is obviously terrible and hard, but the circumstances around it were kind of bad as well. So I think that that is when she kind of really started, really started to go downhill and really relied upon me for emotional support. And it just, yeah, it felt unsafe. It felt scary. It felt weird, you know, and no child really should have to do to go through that. It's incredibly toxic, isn't it? When you, when you describe what she was doing on a daily basis, when you think back on that, what is the predominant feeling that you feel about that time with your mom? You know, that's funny you ask that because I have frequent dreams where I go back to that time, primarily before we left my stepdad's house when she she moved in with my grandmother. The feeling that I have in these dreams and the feeling that I assume that I had at the time, and it's funny because a lot of it I feel I've forgotten or I've blocked out, but the feeling that I get recurringly during these dreams is that I'm yelling and I'm not being heard and Nobody is listening to me. Nobody is taking my opinion. And I'm just screaming at her and saying like, why are you doing this? Listen to me. And so a lot of it I feel was, I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel like the environment I was living in was safe. It wasn't, it was very toxic, very bad. The person she was married to was very volatile as well. So it was like that on top of my mother having these issues, it was just a lot. So, you know, I had a lot of anxiety at the time and I do remember, you know, I was depressed myself for a long time, but being the strong girl that I was, my mom didn't really have time for that. I don't think she didn't have enough emotional space in her head to be able to help me because she was hurting so badly herself yeah yeah and you mentioned your stepdad I know that you you said that you left home because of your stepdad can you tell us a bit about that 
Yeah, this is one of the hard things for me, but it's, it's important too. My stepdad was an angry, mean, violent person. He didn't drink. He didn't do anything like that. He was just short-tempered, scary, very scary. My mom met him when I was about six years old. So right after my parents got divorced and we lived there until I was about 16. So 10 years, the circumstances about leaving the house were, it's kind of strange. It's an interesting, different, I, I don't know the word to use here, but strange, I guess it's the word he had, I guess, voyeurism issues. And he had implanted a camera into my room in the fire extinguisher where there was electric fire extinguishers back then. And my friend was over and we flipped, we were flipping through the channels and all of a sudden we flipped onto my room. And so he was spying on me, I guess, for years. We caught him several times before that on vacation with a camcorder in the bathroom. And so he was he got arrested and in trouble, but this is back in like 2000. So it was before there was a lot of laws around this or anything. And so, yeah, we immediately left and it was, you know, like I had shock, traumatizing, scary, horrible. I was, I was, I wasn't even 16. I was 15, almost 16 years old. And so that experience in itself was traumatizing, but my mom couldn't be there for me to help me through that because she was traumatized by it as well. She didn't know how to handle it. She didn't know how to handle herself. And so I remember going through that alone being very scared. I did, did go to therapy for a while, but it wasn't, wasn't very helpful. I was just trying to be a teenager at the time, you know, have friends and boyfriends and I think that rift also caused that, that time also, you know, made things more strained between my mom and I, because she had to leave and she did the right thing. And I, I thank her for leaving and doing the right thing, but I felt abandoned by my parents, both my parents in that situation, because I felt like they didn't really know what to do. I don't blame them for not knowing what to do It's a very weird, strange thing that happened. And I don't think any parent would know exactly what to do other than to get out of it. But, you know, as a 15, 16 year old child, I had no way of processing it. So yeah, it was, it was a very difficult time. I was very traumatized and I didn't have anyone to really understand me or talk to about it because everybody was like traumatized themselves and didn't know how to handle it themselves. Yeah. Well, I'm so, I feel so glad that you might have the guts to get up and actually leave because I am I'm am too <laughs> yeah I mean imagine if she didn't do that you know so at least that was like a tiny positive in there but but how do you think that that experience has impacted you as an adult just just that experience with your stepfather oh my goodness it has definitely impacted me in many ways I haven't trusted men for a long time. I haven't trusted really anyone for a long time. My current, my husband and I met when we were pretty young, we were 18, 19 years old. And, you know, it took me a long time to really trust that, you know, he cared for me and he loved me and I was safe in that relationship. I'm, you know, I grew up, I was still very young at the time and just being, going through my teenage years, you're very vulnerable and very, you're still learning a lot about how the world works. And so I didn't trust anybody for years. I mean, I would say a decade 
plus. I, I had a hard time with letting people in. I had a hard time with knowing what people's true intentions were. It didn't matter who you were. If you were man, woman, I just didn't really trust you. I was very guarded for a long time. I didn't want to, you know, and I still go through this where I don't want to let my exterior shell down and, you know, be vulnerable. It's difficult for me to be vulnerable. And even now in my marriage, I do that. I, I have a hard time with admitting I'm wrong or admitting that there, I might have some sort of weakness because I have my shield up. And, but the fact that I'm able to recognize that is a huge accomplishment for me personally. I, I have to pat myself on the back for that. Knowing that I, I know I have these difficulties is as you know, as a person, as a mother, as a wife, I know where it comes from and I can identify that now. I know I was traumatized. I know there was a lot of trauma that led up to even before this incident happened. And so just the ability to recognize that and to work through it has been very helpful, but you know, there's still a long way to go for me. I hope you got something out of hearing this beautiful share. If you liked this mini episode edition, please share it with someone you know needs to hear it. Post it on Instagram and tag me in. I would love to connect. I love you. I believe in you. And I'll talk to you again soon. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>